Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see Him for who He is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hi everybody, welcome to the B4 Church Podcast. My name is Ashley and I am your host today. And today I'm joined by two very special guests. Well, first of all, we have Tiffany Pugh returning. Hey everybody. You will recognize she's been on the podcast the last two weeks and I asked her to join us again for this conversation with the one, the only, Pastor Brad Williams. Hey everybody, how's it going today? Well, we Pretty hope good. it's going well, but they can't <laughs> yeah, answer you. That's right. So <laughs> I'm hoping you're driving in your car right now and you just answered. You're like, good. You said it something out loud. Thanks for That'd asking. Be nice. Yeah, thanks yeah. for asking. Or hopefully they didn't say terrible thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, we want to have you on because one, yeah. it's been a while. It has been. And two, as I was looking at the fall and things that were coming up, I thought it would be great to have a little bit of a conversation around a phrase that people have probably seen on our website, in our promotional video, on our swag, all the things of For the City. Yes. But before we get into the serious stuff, (laughs) just, this is your first normal summer in Beaverton. Yeah. Because last year you had COVID. So, Which, by the way, once again, just so everybody listening, I have no idea what they're going to ask me today. (laughs) That's true. We don't know beforehand. Which is the most fun. I love this. Better that way. I was actually at the gym earlier and I thought, I can't. I was like anticipating this because <laughs> I have no idea what you guys There's are no going to ask me. <laughs> we should play with that sometime. I know. Yeah. I'm like, why did we play it really so safe? Really <laughs> oddball questions. Yeah. We're going to mix coming. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Beware. you were saying. Yes. So it's your first normal summer in Beaverton. How's that been? Have you gotten to do any fun things that you didn't get to do last year? Yeah. Any fun, exciting things for your family? Yeah. You know what? We've been, we have been camping a lot. So nice. we have a 1989 Volkswagen Westphalia Vanagon. Van is the same age as I am. Yep. And we've been <sighs> driving it around and checking out different things, doing lots of crazy hikes and all kinds of stuff. So we've been doing that. Haven't been around town a whole lot. Um, mm. So it's been kind of one of those summers so far. I think the next few weeks we're going to be around kind of doing some things. But yeah, right now it's been Mount Hood. It's been the nice. Metolius River. It's been just all over the place, finding waterfalls and going on long hikes and Ugh, that kind of thing. So yeah. I so only hike if there's a waterfall at the end. That's kind of my rule, too. There better be something we're going to go see. <laughs> we're not just hiking yes. for... No or a reason. view. I'll accept yeah. a view, too, but too. waterfall is my favorite. Yeah. Do you guys just camp and hike, or do you do any of the water sport kind uh, of stuff? Fly fishing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good <laughs> catches this year? No. Yeah. Uh, well. Don't ask. Yeah, it hasn't been good so far. <laughs> Maybe you should try the other side of the boat. I should. Just like Jesus. Thank <laughs> just you. Just like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Cast me nets on the other side of the boat. Ah, sorry. Uh, good Sunday school joke. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Keeping yeah. it biblical. Yeah, we got to right. do that. Um, so let's, for the city, we've yes. seen this phrase. Uh, we have it in the promo video. It's mm. everywhere. So when you see that phrase or when you're coming up with that phrase, what do you kind of have in mind? What do you mean by that particular statement? Well, actually, the whole phrase comes from... Um, it really comes from something that we call the Missio Dei, it comes from the mission of God, this idea that God is a God who sends, um, the, uh, the idea that God is a God who goes places, and the idea that God sends us. I think that's kind of where, mm-hmm. where it's rooted in. But it actually, for me specifically, it comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, which people are really familiar with. It's a very well-known Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for behold, you know, the plans I have for you mm-hmm. to prosper you and, you know. All the graduation cards. Yeah, all the graduation cards and all those different things. And what most people don't do is read the verses right before that, where it says that God carried the people into exile 
And then he challenges them to seek the peace of the city, to seek the shalom of the city to which he has carried them. And there's, there is such a rich theological basis for um, us seeing ourselves as carried to a particular place on purpose to seek the peace and prosperity of the place that God has brought us. Um, that's something that got lost, I think, in the evangelical um, understanding or construct over the last probably 50 to 75 years. We, um, the, One of the challenges of individualism and humanistic individualism is it leaked into the church, and it really leaked mm-hmm. into this idea that everything's just personal salvation, that what Jesus was primarily concerned about was um, disembodied evacuation, that we're going to get people out mm-hmm, of here mm-hmm. and get them to heaven, when deeply rooted um, in the Bible and in God's mission is this idea that we seek the peace of places that we're carried, that we actually bring mm. flourishing. It's interesting because our Jewish brothers and sisters have understood this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Jeremiah 29 is talking to them, but they've carried this out. When you look historically at what Jews yeah. have done in every culture, uh, the Jewish people have gone into cities and they've created mm-hmm. schools and synagogues mm-hmm. and hospitals, and you know they've always done this really, really well. And as Christians, we just sort of lost a perspective. That's not always true. I mean, throughout the centuries, um, Christians have been known for building hospitals and mm-hmm. coming, you know, humanitarian aid, those kinds of things. But uh, in America in particular, we kind of lost that. Yep. So when we say for the city, it's really a return to something that is in our roots as as Christian people that deeply intertwined with our understanding of who we are is this idea that we would go into our city mm-hmm. and that we would... Uh, that we would love the city, that we would build up its institutions, yeah. that we would infiltrate. I, uh, I don't like that word. That we would, um, yeah, I guess it is a word, though, that mm-hmm. we are a, so much a part of it that we're enmeshed with our city. And because we're there, because we carry the gospel, we bring flourishing to those places. So, Well, and I don't think infiltrate, <coughs> like we think of that generally as a negative yeah. term. But if we're thinking in spiritual mm-hmm. terms of like, we live in a world that is overtaken by the evil one, we are infiltrating yeah. as agents of light wherever yep. we go. Yep, exactly, yeah. So. Yeah. Just confirming your word choice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, make you feel good about it. Yeah, so that so that whole idea, that whole phrase, I mean, it's it's essential to what it means to be Christian people, that if all we ever do is just mm. get together and hide and kind of resist and, and, and stay away from culture, we're completely missing uh, our calling. So the idea is that mm. we are in this place yeah. on purpose and that we live out the gospel in these places to, to change the place that we live. So mm-hmm. mm, That's really good because so I did get to see the questions beforehand. So last <laughs> night. I gave Tiffany that. <laughs> yeah. I saw kind of where we were headed. But so last night as I was going to bed, I was like, oh, maybe I should read Jeremiah 29, 11 or 29 in general because I know it's so close to your heart. Yeah. And I'm actually looking forward to your preaching on it for our fall launch. Yeah. Um, and I read the entire chapter last night and I just loved actually reading those early verses and then going into 11 because once you read the beginning verses you (laughs) really actually place 11 in a whole different Mm -hmm. context because then you have God saying like no I actually have a purpose in your exile like Mm -hmm. in you actually establishing Mm -hmm. homes and gardens and peace in this place like those are the plans I have for you in this season, whereas I think we almost look at it for a future concept right. of like, oh, well, God has plans for me later, like in mm-hmm. <laughs> prosperity when I'm out of this situation. Right. God's like, actually, no, I purposed in you in this season that you really want to get out of to actually prosper in this place. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's interesting because one of the things God does there is that he connects our flourishing 
with our pursuit of the flourishing of others, mm-hmm. which is, again, in our American individualistic culture, very yeah. foreign to us because we're so used to pursuing our own flourishing, mm-hmm. or our own prosperity. And when God says, no, you're going to seek the prosperity of others, and yeah. through that, you'll prosper. Um, through that, those plans yep. that he has for us will come to fruition. Mm-hmm. That's a really fascinating concept that, that we're sort of missing culturally today is okay. this idea. I, you know, I have on my, on my desk... Uh, in my office, I have a picture of my grandfather, and he's by a work truck. My grandfather worked at Bell Labs and, you know, was mm-hmm. an incredible, you know, just in- inventor, thinker. But he also was a guy that worked with his hands, and he installed phone lines. Mm-hmm. And um, there's this picture of him out in the Arizona desert, and he's by his work truck, and he's got all of his gear on. And he was working as a lineman at that time. And I keep that on my desk because it reminds me of a couple of things. But one of the things that's fascinating is where he's standing in that picture actually today is the middle of Phoenix. And it's actually right around Mm. where I went to college. And when I think about um, his generation was a generation that laid the groundwork for Mm. what we have today. I mean, Mm -hmm. the infrastructure we see in our cities today was largely created by that generation. They laid that groundwork. And again, I think we've lost something. That generation was really good at seeing the future, mm-hmm. and they would work for things that they wouldn't. They would plant trees that they'd never <laughs> see grow to their heights. Absolutely. And I think there's something about that that we need to restore and return to the church mm-hmm. that that we are doing certain things today that we may never see the fruit yeah. of. But do we believe that there's a generation that will also see the fruit of these mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and we build for the future? So that's also a part of it. Is that um, I'm gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live today in a way that will influence a time and a place Absolutely. that I may mm-hmm. never see. Yeah. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. part of what it looks like to live out God's purposes. That's well, part of faith, too, right. of trusting that this thing is bigger than me or this mm-hmm. time or even you know bigger than before. It's about yep. community going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, point of clarification, as we're talking, when we are saying for the city, are we saying specifically that we are just mm-hmm. for Beaverton or does that have a broader meaning for you? Yeah, for me, I, I apply that to our metro area. Um, and I think about it differently. I think, you know, obviously there's a, th- I think about it in concentric circles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, you know, there's, there's sort of an immediate neighborhood around us and I want to make sure we serve them really well. And when we do things like serve Barnes Elementary School mm-hmm. or some of the local nonprofits that are within a stone's throw of us, um, the Beaverton Resource Center that's on our campus, um, those partnerships are very local, very right mm-hmm. here. Um, but then I also think more broadly because our metropolitan area we it it all i mean Mm -hmm. we all know from the last few years uh it doesn't it doesn't matter if you live in beaverton you're a part of the portland metro area and when Mm -hmm. you are um then i think we have to think about how we bring flourishing to all of it but the strategies are different and what we do how Mm -hmm. we partner how we think who we partner with those kinds of things vary as you get further out on those concentric circles but Mm -hmm. um you know one of the things i think we seldom we, we frequently forget this. Some of us do. I don't. But, um, you know, where we're sitting right now on our campus is about 12 minutes from uh, the urban core of our mm-hmm. metropolitan area, yeah. which means we are placed in a really strategic mm-hmm. location to influence all of our city. So I think that's what we have to think about is how mm-hmm. do we influence this whole whole area? Yeah. That's so good. And I think it's broad enough where, because, I mean, we have people who tune in online or mm-hmm in another state or another country. And it's a broad enough phrase that allows for wherever you're at to be for that place. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, city in and of itself doesn't have to be this New York City-esque right. spot. It is just where you're at. And mm-hmm. so I think we've also made it broad enough knowing where our reach is way beyond yeah. this neighborhood in 
specifics or it's online and it is where they're at and the vision that we carry the heart and the passion that we have and that we teach and we pour ourselves into can permeate across that which i think is cool it's a posture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a posture as much as anything else and that's what we're saying it's it's the it's the posture that we have are we the the phrase i would use if i was you know teaching a class on this i would say are we city positive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because you can be city negative you can be city positive Mm -hmm. and we have so much negativity in our world today Mm -hmm. and oftentimes i've said this to people my hope is not to build a great church my Mm -hmm. hope is to build a great city that's so good that's what god's Mm -hmm. called us to do is to build great cities and the city of God, you know, it's mm-hmm. that idea. Can we build a great city or do we want do we want to just build a great church? And I think um, mm-hmm. our call is to build a great city and the church is the vehicle that does that. Yeah. Is this a, I guess, a new concept that you've brought in, I guess, in setting the vision when you came to Beaverton? Or has this been a characteristic of your vision and what God's put on your life in all areas of ministry or has yeah. this been specifically i don't know in this season yeah but, yeah no this is definitely um ingrained in who i am and mm-hmm. how i think about the church and how i think about the gospel how i think about what we do um it's it's not a it's not a new thing it, it was really developed i think or formed in me um you know i was um living in new york and at the time kind of my first year in new york was a part of redeemer presbyterian church pastored by timothy keller and was being mentored by Tim at that point. There was a group of us that were mm-hmm. kind of in a cohort with him. And so much of what Tim was depositing in us mm-hmm. uh, during that time was that perspective. And that's what it really where, where I think that took root inside mm-hmm. of me. So probably 15 years ago is where that began. And um, so I, I blame him, I guess. I'll mm-hmm. blame Tim Keller and say that's the reason why it's that way. But <laughs> we'll bring him in and ask. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, hey, Tim, what's up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by we'll bring him in, we mean like, can you get us the connection? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the phone number, yeah. it's like an email, <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> social media handle. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who are these people that are emailing me? <laughs> that's so good. So then for people who this is a new, not necessarily concept, it could be a brand new concept to some of our mm-hmm. listeners, but for people who are like, okay, I do want to grab hold of this in my life, what would you recommend? How do you see our yeah. community grabbing hold of this idea? I think mm-hmm. you know, I think it starts again with that perspective. I think when we make the decision to follow Jesus, yes, there's a very deeply personal side of this where we're nurturing our our own relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when we understand fully what he wants to do with our lives, that means that there's some expression of love and service that takes place in the places that he's that he's found us, you know? Um, I think that's what's so critical. So no matter where we are or who we are, I think it's then looking at our life and saying, how do I, you know, you walk into a room and you, you ask the question, um, who am I gonna be in this room? Mm. What kind of person am I gonna be? You know, when, when our girls were little, we started saying this and we still say it kind of as a joke today um, because it's so cliche in our home, but we always, said be a blessing mm-hmm. and it's a little phrase but it's like hey as the girls were walking out the door no matter where they were going hey don't forget be a blessing yeah. and it was just this idea that like can we be people that bless others or do we do we bring that into every room um, and I think that's where it starts is mm-hmm. just saying as an individual um, where am I contributing to the good where do yeah. I bring flourishing am I doing something you know sometimes and it I, I think it's good to know that that can happen on lots of different levels. It might be that it's economic. It might mm-hmm. be that you're a business owner and you say, 
you know, I want to bring jobs to my city and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm a good employer and that I treat people well. And that's one way that yeah. you do that. Uh, you know, I have a passion for the restaurant industry and workers in the restaurant industry. So many restaurants don't offer benefits. So maybe mm-hmm. you own a restaurant and you say, I want to start some sort of benefit package for mm-hmm. my employees. So you can do things, I think, through your business that, so that are a reflection of that. How do I actually bring flourishing and goodness to my business? Um, but then, you know, maybe you say, well, that's not it. So maybe there's a nonprofit that you participate mm-hmm. in. And I, I've often said over the years that the highest calling of every person isn't just to serve in the church. Yep. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I, you know, I work with several different nonprofits. And the reason I do is that some of those have targeted specific application and o- mm-hmm. that's, that connects with my heart. So I, I just encourage people to say, is there something that because of your story or your experience where you can actually give back and contribute. Um, mm. And so th- I think that's what I encourage people to do is just to look at your life and say, where do you bring that? Where do you bring that flourishing? Yeah. And it's stages, you know, <laughs> yeah. people with kids, sometimes the way you bring flourishing is maybe just yeah. getting moms together, you know, or dads together and hanging out yeah. with them. And there's just so many different ways. I think you can look at that, but I think the idea is the posture. Am I bringing um, flourishing? Am I helping people organizations places be more whole mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the idea and we were actually we're going to have the beaverton resource center we're going to have alan lisa from there come on in the next couple of weeks we'll talk to fabi a little bit about global missions so if that's something that you're interested in doing we will have i mean we're not going to be able to answer everyone's life calling mm-hmm. but we'll have some good ideas of some different ways that mm-hmm. people can get involved if that's something that they're looking to do in this next season yeah so yeah if you know if, if, if there's something that i could do it would be to help everybody find yeah. that thing mm-hmm. yeah that thing that just you know that this is what jesus has called me to do and really asked me to do that yeah. was just it's huge. not the same for everybody it, like, like you were saying it, a lot of it depends on what have been my life circumstances what are, do i have time to give do i have money to give do i have resources what am i passionate about yeah. is it about running a really good <coughs> business or is it about helping at a homeless shelter both of those things yeah, yeah i've got this backpack you know that I, I put on when i ride my motorcycle you know and uh, i kind of look at it this way that like you spend a lot of your life filling up your backpack mm-hmm. and then at some point you start taking the stuff out of the backpack and you start using it for mm-hmm. other people. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. It's like, okay, I've had all these experiences and I've put them all in here. Now it's time for maybe to pull some of this stuff out <laughs> and go, why have I been carrying this with me? And that's what it, we're going to get into a whole nother side conversation <laughs> if we keep going. But, <laughs> but I think that's what, we, that's where you find your calling yeah. is yeah. what's the stuff in my backpack mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. has God given me and what have I, and sometimes it has been a burden but now all of a sudden you go, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. This is here for this reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, often it ends up being the most tender, painful, worst yeah. mistakes of your life that actually enable you to give back to somebody yep. else. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Cool. Um, more on a corporate level, what are some ways that B4 is working to be for our city as an organization, as a congregation? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think there's, we've, we've talked about the Beaverton Resource Center, mm-hmm. um, which is in my old office. Yes, and yes it is. it was... To it looks me, much nicer, actually. Now. Yeah, I actually have not. I haven't <laughs> been in there, which amazing. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, but you know, those are some of those basic things. Like I'm just a put your money where your mouth is kind of person, and so um, you know, there were two reasons that I moved out of my office. But um, but that was one of them was to say, can we create a space where we actually tangibly are serving our city, our nonprofits on our campus? And to me, it's like, we, we've got to put our money where our mouth is. So to put organizations that are serving at-risk and homeless youth uh, on our campus, I mm-hmm. think that's a really critical thing. So we've given that space to them, remodeled it, and mm-hmm. made it you know, something that they can use. And I think that's really important. Um, you know, there's lots of, there's several nonprofits in our community that we fiscally support, um, you know, that we don't always 
advertise these mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. but whether it's Hala Ministries uh, or uh, Road to Hope, or mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many different organizations that we're trying to serve fiscally, but we're also pumping volunteers when we can mm-hmm. towards them. Um, so we're we're supporting those organizations that way. Doing things like drives, we've done. Yeah. Supply yeah. drives for yeah, supply drives for them, and so, but you know, there's there's line. We we give a lot of money away, and I, mm-hmm. one of the things God's gifted us with as a church is a lot of fiscal mm-hmm. resource, and a lot of that um, we just get to have the privilege of being able to bless other organizations yeah. and people, and so we write checks to other organizations and help them do mm-hmm. what they're doing. And I've always said I don't want to start organizations; I want to support the good ones that are already mm-hmm. doing the work. So we're doing those kinds of things. Um, I think the, one of the most recent, really beautiful things that uh, that we're doing and w- will have happened as you're listening to this is Youth for the City, mm-hmm. where we've actually um, we have mobilized our youth to serve these organizations and to serve our community. And um, I've got to hear some really s- cool stories this week about um, just stuff that's happened, that yeah. where our kids are out there and they're doing cool stuff with their hands and and serving in our city. And so. I look at it on all those different levels. How do we support fiscally, structurally, strategically? How do we support tangibly, hands-on? You know, how do we help them? How do we pump volunteers towards them? So we're looking at all of those sorts of things. But I also think in the days ahead, that's one of the areas where we need to grow the most is how do we make a mm-hmm. bigger difference and a bigger dent? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great reputation. Our yeah, our, yeah. our our city government, um, people love our church because we really have served well. But I. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're, mm-hmm. I think we're only at the beginning of what we can do. Yeah, mm, that's so good. And I went to one of the celebrations for Youth for the City. Yeah, and they did this portion of the evening where there were testimonies. And one of the students got up, and he's been a part of the church actually for a while, and um, he's probably about a sophomore or junior now. And um, he said, as he stood up there in front of all of his peers, and he said. What this weekend has taught me is we can do this. Yeah. Like we mm. can be for our city and we can make a difference. Yeah. And it was just so powerful because as this student who's grown up in this church had this very real moment in this weekend experience where he was getting his hands dirty or working really hard and sweating and worshiping in the evenings and hearing amazing things from the Word of God and then just, oh, yeah. Like, I can do this mm-hmm. as well. It's, it doesn't matter my age. It doesn't matter my position in life. Awesome. It doesn't matter any of these things. Like, we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yes, that's exactly what we're for and what we want our vision and our ministry yeah. and our yeah. life so and our good. lifestyle to be. So yeah, good. It's awesome. It's yeah. so good. And we are planning to do a special episode with some of those testimony stories from you through the city. So I'm going to do some interviews with both junior high and high schoolers. Awesome. Hopefully oh, those will be so coming good. out by the time this episode comes hopefully soon. Um, (laughs) Won't give promises of dates because some of that's out of my control. (laughs) But um, another question that actually might be appropriate for both of you. So in the last year, we have started selling some swag Mm -hmm. down in the commons on Sunday mornings. How do those things, and a lot of them actually do say for the city on them. (laughs) So kind of how does our value being for the city kind of match with hey we have this stuff we want you yeah. to purchase yeah and there. you know by the way we we don't make any money off of it so no. we're not like we're not <laughs> no. we're not selling <laughs> as pigeons. tiffany knows full well we're not selling <laughs> not pigeons in the temple for <laughs> to, not. to people um and that's not even our goal i no. think even in starting it at all was never to make a profit on it yeah i you know the part of it for me is we you know we people rep brands all the time mm-hmm. and people put on clothes with lo- lo- logos and labels and all these different things and part of my perspective has always been like I love my church and Absolutely. I'm proud of my church and and if I'm going to put something with something on it and wear it out 
in the mm-hmm. city, I want to uh, maybe create interest or a conversation or, um, you know, there's, there's these moments or, or even change people's perception when they mm-hmm. say, what is that shirt for? Mm-hmm. And they hear, you know, most people that don't know Jesus think the church hates them. That's, That's just right. a general, mm-hmm. like their perspective is like the church is either irrelevant or, or doesn't like them. And when they see something like for the city on mm-hmm. the back of a shirt and they're like, oh, that kind of starts to change their paradigm for the church. So we communicate things through those things. And mm-hmm. our culture uses that stuff to communicate all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's yeah. using this as a medium. And I just think it's a medium. If God's given us mediums to communicate, we need to leverage those, all of them. You know, mm-hmm. God, God God knows that this is going on. And so why wouldn't we use this as another way to talk about who he is? But I had a really cool experience recently where uh, we were camping and a guy pulled up in the campsite next to us and he jumped out of his truck and, um, and his name's Duncan, he works at Nike. <laughs> and I just look over and I see him and he's wearing this B4 shirt. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of nowhere, like literally, we are so far in Eastern Washington. And, he, and I just look at it and I, there was something inside of me that I just like got up and I didn't know him. And I walked towards him and I was just like, Hey, and he looked at me and he's like, Hey, and then we realized like we knew, you know, kind of knew each other, (laughs) Yeah. but it just created this connection where it was like, Oh wait, like we're a part of this community. So even that kind of experience is so cool. Like to see, and he got the, he got his shirt at the men's event we did. It was launched. We launched shirts in water balloon launchers. And so here he is (laughs) and he's not repping Nike. He's repping B4, which I was like, go Duncan. So Duncan, if you listen to this, thanks man. (laughs) And uh, so then we got, we got to hang out like the next 24 hours, got to know each other because of a shirt and Sherry literally said later on my wife sherry she said she said you realize if he wasn't wearing that shirt we could have camped next to him the whole time and that connection might have never happened and i was like huh that's really cool Mm -hmm. so all sorts of reasons to wear this stuff and plus you guys do an amazing job of you guys design really cool stuff that i actually want to (laughs) wear and so that's also really really awesome yeah you haven't done any like reese's but it says jesus kind of t-shirts i appreciate that (laughs) yes no puns yet yeah we'll see yeah (laughs) see what comes out next spring i don't know (laughs) a good punny shirt yes yeah no brad though i like what you said of that that's a communication medium that the world uses and why wouldn't we then not also use that same yes that same yeah so i think that's awesome yeah uh tiffany you mentioned something earlier when we were talking you said we're doing a fall launch what is that what's happening Ooh, i'm excited it's gonna be great um we have a fall launch where we're literally kicking off fall at b4 so whether you're new whether you've been here two weeks two years 200 years (laughs) however that looks we're kicking off the fall we're kicking off um a lot of ministries i think it's also i was talking with brad actually the other day about it and I loved that you had said, and you could repeat it here and it'll be in your own words, but you're like, this is our introduction back into life. Like, Yeah. In fact, I've even been thinking about um, just kind of what we're going to be teaching through this fall. And mm-hmm. we are kind of, we're, we're rebuilding life after mm-hmm. two years of, of pretty Post-COVID. significant disruption. Yeah, yeah. And so as we launch into fall, we're kind of launching back into like, what do, who are we, who are we going to be and what's mm-hmm. important and so part of our fall launch is also like as we start to restructure our lives are we weaving into our lives um, spiritual rhythms and and Absolutely. things that are going to feed and encourage the life of God in us and so that's part of what our fall mm-hmm. launch is about is really just saying like here's what's going on and and really creating space for all of us to say as I'm structuring and rebuilding this existence let's not just go back to the mm-hmm. rat race we were all mm-hmm. doing back in 2019 yeah. Absolutely. But let's build into it these rhythms and and let's mm-hmm. let's 
instead of, you know, movie night, maybe there's a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with movie night, but you know, do we have those kinds of things that are happening? So we want to take a chance mm -hmm. to kind of talk about what's going on for people to hear stories about what's, what's happening. But fall always sort of marks this like enthusiastic return <laughs> to like, mm -hmm. Oh, we're back in school and mm -hmm. you know, football season and all the different football. things. And yeah. I like nice. soccer, so. Well, I, yes, I like the European and the American footballs. Yes, all of <laughs> them. I do have season tickets to Timbers Army, so yeah. I appreciate all of the footballs. I'm going to be at a game in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? So. I'll probably be there, so yeah, I'll, I'll see be you. in the <laughs> Army section yeah. there yeah. two hours early. I like to sit two sections over from the Army. You so guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> they're just the cheapest season tickets. They are. It's kind of... <laughs> but you never get to sit down. It, well... You can if you want, but we are just going off weird. track on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, now. we have just gone on a. Uh, so before we completely devolve into yes. timbers and football talk, um, you have the mic, open mic. Is there anything else that you want to say or share with the congregation as we look towards the fall? Anything just on your heart? Yeah. Anything at all? Well, you know, one of the series that we're going to do this fall, I just decided this week, is a series in Ecclesiastes. My favorite book of the Bible. Yeah, and it's the wisdom that happens when wisdom doesn't work. So I always talk mm -hmm. about Proverbs is like the 80% mm -hmm. wisdom, and then what happens on the other side when you've done all the right things and it doesn't work out. And uh, there's a horrible mistranslation in the book of Ecclesiastes. We all see the word meaningless over mm -hmm. and over again, and that's actually not the word nope. that is being used in the Hebrew language. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, I'm excited about that because I think it's a great series to help us think through our life in this particular season and what we're doing. So um, so we're going to do that. I'm really excited about that series. Um, one of the coolest things that we're doing these days is launching something called Alpha. Mm -hmm. And Alpha um, is one of my favorite things in the world. It mm -hmm. is just amazing, amazing, good stuff. And... Um, and I'm excited to see where this goes in the days ahead. So please be looking out for Alpha. That's going to be great. And then the other thing I'm really excited about, and this might be irrelevant by the time <laughs> this podcast drops, but we're doing something called Chosen with World Vision. And it is something that was piloted by somebody that I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with two years ago. Just uh, casually. Her name is Jeannie. <laughs> and she, um, they piloted something uh, that was just an amazing, beautiful thing. When I first heard about it, I mm. literally just, I got tears running down my face. I was sitting at a table in Tanzania and I just was like, oh my goodness, like I want to be a part of this at some point. And so now, two years later, we're going to get to do Chosen, so good. which is really cool. And it is just, yeah. It's the best thing ever. So it's a partnership with World Vision, and I love World Vision and what they're doing around the world. So yeah, and more on that to come. Be yeah. on the lookout. Yeah, there'll be some more yeah. information yeah, about that. Yeah, we got that. more. We can't on that. say too much about it because it's kind of a yeah. surprise thing. So yeah, yeah. I know. I felt like that was the perfect teaser, though. Too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm not, I'm teaser, like, wow, but well done. I yeah. know what it is, and I'm really curious about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well. Brad, thanks for being with us. Of course. As always, I love it. Tiffany, it was always a pleasure Absolutely. to have you on as well. Um, thank you for listening with us today. Um, we're so glad that you did. Make sure that you have subscribed to the B4 Church podcast on iTunes and Spotify so you don't miss an episode. If you have questions for us or feedback, you can always feel free to email us at podcast at b4church.org. We will see you all next week.